pushing buttons and pulling triggers. This is Gun Funny. Welcome to Gun Funny episode 81. Today we're going to chat with Brandon Herrera, make a prank call about Malcolm Stalker, and talk about Full Conceal. Today's panel is Sean Heron and I'm Ava Flannell. And I woke up way too early today thinking that it was Sunday and I thought that the we were springing forward and then I was late to everything. I don't know what's happening in my life right now. It's kind of crazy. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> But so, how would you make that mistake with a cell phone? Uh, I didn't look at my phone until, I don't know, I'd been up for a while. Okay. Yeah, it's a disaster. It's a disaster. Manicore arms though, not a disaster. Not a disaster. The Scorpion Evo slider stock. Yep. It's pretty cool. If you guys want to SBR your, uh, your Scorpion Evo. Yeah, it looks, it's actually, and it, I mean, the price though, if you look at some of these stocks, like they, you pay an arm and a leg for, but theirs is only, Two fifty seven ninety five. Yeah, which it, comparatively is not really bad. And if you use the code GunFunny fifteen, you'll get fifteen percent off. Yeah, definitely. And the slider stock looks really good on the Scorpion, by the way. For those that don't know. Yeah. All right, let's get into the interview. Learn the things you never knew on deconstructing the industry. Before we started the show, I had to explain to Brandon that we would not be live and we would have the camera shut off. It's just audio only. And I think he's a little disappointed because it looked like he he put some time into his hair. Oh, come on. I woke up like this. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, one of the questions that our Patreons wanted us to ask you is what products you put in your hair. <laughs> I tell people this all the time. They really don't believe me. It's 50% uh, Axe hair gel, 50% Cosmoline from Soviet Grace. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. All right. For people who don't know who you are, what is it that you do in the firearms industry? Sure. Well, uh, I run a YouTube channel where we do pretty much everything AK-related, and we document the creation of the rifle that I, for better or worse, kind of got my start with, which was the uh, the AK-50, which is a 50 caliber, 50 BMG AK. And that has been, for a 20-year-old at the time, jumping in with no engineering experience and trying to learn basically how to bring a firearm to market from scratch. That was definitely uh, jumping into the deep end of the pool, but it's been a, it's been a fun learning experience and you get to meet a lot of cool people along the way. Very nice. So, so 20 years old. So what was that like last year for you? Yeah, I wish it was, uh, I think that was, we started it like four or five years ago. So maybe I was a little younger, but I'm 23 now. Very nice. Well, tell us about the AK-50 since we started on that path. Uh, you said it's a 50 caliber AK. What were some of the challenges that you kind of had and uh, even before that, how did you come up with the idea? Well, the idea actually started as a joke, funny enough. I had just been building AKs for myself for a little while, just as kind of a, a pet project. I'd always kind of loved the AK platform. And, you know, I think I came up and said, oh, you know, nobody's ever done a 50 caliber AK. Like, I wonder why not. And then I just started, you know, making drawings and stuff like that. Showed it to a couple friends. And uh, mostly, again, as a joke, like, hey, you know, I think this would be possible, but I had no interest in doing it. And then everybody made the mistake of telling me it was impossible. There you go. And then that's just the way my brain works. I'm like, no, 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 no. Okay. Now, okay. Now I got to show you. Damn it. That's pretty funny. What was the, well, actually, before I go there, does it exist at this point? So it exists in a couple iterations. Uh, I think last year 
we had our two successful tests where the first one we tested it just the bare bones of the gun with no gas system or whatever, just to test it with the first live round to make sure it didn't blow up. I think that was last April. And then last year in September-ish, we did our first cycling test where we were actually going through rounds where it was cycling, ejecting, extracting, the whole nine yards. So we're getting close. Now it's a lot of cosmetic stuff, and it's a lot of like how to make this affordable for production and reliable and just kind of fine-tuning. And when you say we, who are you talking about? Uh, I've got a couple of people that have been helping me on the project that have really, really helped out. I've got uh, my head gunsmith, Chris, is uh, phenomenal. He's kind of been instrumental from day one. Uh, I've got a couple of CAD guys that I use, just a couple of people that really have been helpful because I do not have the skills to be able, skills or time to do this all myself. So why didn't this exist before? Uh, tell us kind of what you've learned about making the AK-50. The the thing that I, the reason I think it didn't exist before is that the idea of a 50 caliber semi-auto shoulder fire, fired rifle is fairly new in contrast to the round itself. So the round itself is like a hundred years old, but I mean, the first one was, was the Barrett to actually be usable as a infantry weapon, you know, something that you could actually stick 10 rounds in cycle semi-auto that really just didn't exist before. Mm-hmm. And by that time, the Soviet union, which are really the only people using the AK were really kind of had bigger issues and uh, weren't really long for this world. So that, that's a, that's a guess. That makes a lot of sense. Uh, it has taken a bit, clearly, when you kind of build something from scratch, you have to scale everything up. What was the biggest hurdle that you kind of had to overcome or what was the biggest thing that you didn't expect that you had to overcome? Well, I had a lot of misconceptions early on. First off, I didn't think this was going to take long at all. I thought it was going to take like a year. <laughs> yeah, totally. Uh, yeah, right. The The biggest thing I thought, you know, I, I had these... I think misconceptions that a lot of people think of, and I think why a lot of people are impatient uh, about stuff that's being brought to market. Like I thought CNC machines were just like these magical, wonderful machines that I could just stick a block of steel in and press a button like a 3D printer and okay, out comes my part. Which, I mean, that's kind of close, but there's a lot (laughs) more to it. All the programming to get to that point is, uh, it's a lot of measuring and, and working in those programs and stuff like that, right? Right. And, and a lot of, you know, the first 12 conversations I had with some of the shops that we worked with about, yeah, you know, this is going to be an interesting part considering it's literally impossible to machine. I'm like, wait, what? They're like, yeah, you know, we, we literally can't do this because it's impossible. And here's why. So we've had a lot of shops that worked with us and, you know, found ways. I, I've, I basically went from having no experience in development of firearms at all, other than being just an enthusiast that built AKs. Uh, I had to basically relearn calculus, take engineering courses, go through all the stuff, learn how to machine, learn how to CAD, learn how to do all sorts of stuff. So it's taken a long time, but it's been pretty rewarding. It's been fun too. Honestly, we've had a lot of fun with it. What is your end goal with this? I mean, I I know obviously to create an AK-50, but are you hoping to sell it to the general public or is it just going to be for you to shoot? We were kind of thinking that once it's done, one way or another, I've got enough into it where I, I just, I want to see it done for myself, even if nobody else ever gets to shoot it. But, uh, we were thinking if we can find a way to make it economical, which we've been making a lot of choices as of late to kind of try to cater to that. We want to be able to release it as a commercially available rifle to the general public and try to make it the most accessible semi-auto 50 cal ever made. Nice. So we're trying to keep the price point at roughly 5k. It's not bad. Dang, that's actually pretty awesome for uh, a 50 these mm-hmm. days. Yeah. Yeah. And using same standard Barrett 
10 round magazines using and the amount of AK parts we've been able to keep in there has been frankly ridiculous. Currently, the current design uses a standard AK fire control group. No modifications needed at all. Wow. Uh, which is like it's never failed to pop a primer just because those Soviet primers are so damn hard that the primers on those nice brass 50 cal rounds are like no problem. Thanks. <laughs> Fire control group, recoil springs, all sorts of stuff. I mean, it's it's really kind of entertaining. <laughs> that is pretty dang cool, man. So did you grow up shooting guns? How did you get into guns? So it's actually kind of funny. It was a little bit of both because we had some familial rough patches where, you know, for one reason or another, my parents didn't want me playing with guns at all. Like they didn't want me playing with guns. They didn't want me playing with squirt guns. They didn't want me playing with cap guns, airsoft, anything. Like for a good part of my childhood where all the other kids were playing with it, I couldn't, you know, one of those things. And then finally my dad just kind of realized, okay, well, you know, kids got to be a man. Takes me out at like, you know, nine or 10 and lets me shoot my first gun, which of course is kind of just like the hand of fate. It was an AK. So that was, it was kind of funny and it took off ever since. I was always super mechanically minded with that sort of thing too. So I was the 13 year old kid that was sitting taking apart the AK a hundred different ways and trying to figure out how to put it back together, how to modify stuff and everything. So I just tinkered with it. That's pretty cool. So, I mean, like it wasn't, I, I see these and they're amazing and uh, the Russian army and all this stuff. It was just literally, that was, that was the one you started with and that that's what created that passion. Yeah. I was just intrigued by it. And of course, you know, the, you, you hear a lot of stuff like my dad always talked about how reliable it was and, you know, it's known for, all over the world, child soldiers use it, you know, it's, it's super simple, super reliable, everything. And so, you know, the, the kind of mystique behind the AK was pretty appealing too. So I was just sitting there playing with it. You know, you just kind of, after a while, anything else just seems kind of foreign. <laughs> no doubt. What about ARs? Do you own any ARs or do you have any interest for them? I think I've got a lot of lowers on my books. Uh, me personally, I don't own any. I have. I've owned a couple. I owned like, oh, I, I owned the CMMG Mutant for a while, so that was kind of fun <laughs> with the AK mags. Those mm-hmm. are pretty fun, yeah. Yeah. You had one, I, right? Yeah, I or did. do we still have one in the studio? Nope. Okay. I, I sent that one back, but yeah, we did enjoy it and had fun with it. Yeah, those are those are really fun. They just, when, when you convert them to full auto, they get really snappy. <laughs> I know. I've shot them in Georgia a few times at the IV-888 shoot. Oh, that's right. I'm pretty... I, I want to say that we've met before. I think we have actually a couple times just like in passing. We know a lot of the same people just. Have we met before? I don't think we ever have. And I really hope you don't correct me because I'm going to feel really bad. <laughs> no, dude, you'd remember if you, if you met me. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> I was about to feel, I was, I was waiting for you to jump out. Well, actually I'm like, fuck. <laughs> no, we, we have a couple times and, uh, that, that CMMG mutant is pretty dang fun. Do you think that AK is the superior platform or is it just the one that's gained your interest? So I'm not one of those fanatics that, oh, AR-15s are trash, you know, uh, it's not reliable, anything. Like, I'm pretty realistic with it. I think whatever, you know, you're comfortable with, you know, the average person uh, is drawn to is, you know, whatever's right for them is good. Uh, I think there's drawbacks and advantages to both. I like the AR-15. Like, I could use it just fine and it, it doesn't bother me a bit, but my heart's always going to belong to the AK. Hmm. I dig that and I totally understand. Yeah. So what is your favorite AK? Oof. That's a tough one. Uh, the one, uh, of course I like the cranks, like the little shorties. Mm-hmm. Uh, the one that my heart is drawn to the most is those, uh, the AK 74s with the cut barrel at 12 inches. 
where basically it's just a front sight gas block combo. And as soon as the gas system ends, that's it. Just a nice little compact shorty. Do you like battle, battlefield, battlefield pickup and Kyber Pass AKs? Kinda. I never really got into a lot of that stuff. That's kind of a weird, weird thing that the Air 15 community really doesn't have that the AK community is full of. Is yeah. There's a lot of like borderline LARPers where they just <laughs> buy so much Soviet stuff and you know, they make it look like it was been in Afghanistan for 30 years and all sorts of stuff with, you know, the, the packy tape and everything. So they, I, there's some really kind of, Mad Maxi shit out there. <laughs> there totally is. Lightning bolt. Right. Uh, LARP. Every time you say, anyone says that word, that's all I can think yep. of is those dudes in the park. Um, yep. Just think of them with, you know, big fluffy Soviet hats and like AKs. <laughs> I've seen it. It's, it's, I mean, it's good. It's like, I love that people can kind of get into so, something so much and kind of learn the history and recreate the, the stuff. I, I, I think it's cool. It's not for me, but I definitely, I dig it. Yeah. Sean and I had a moment where we got into AKs. I mean, it was very short lived. It was about a week. I mean, I, I still love my AK. It's just been in my gunsmith for like mm, five months. Mm. Uh-oh. Actually, what no. Are, well, mine, I what, still have mine. It's still. What you haven't done to it? Oh, I had a new barrel and it needed the gas port drilled. And I think I could probably do that, but I don't have the, the press to actually press the barrel in. And I also wanted to get a an adjustable gas block on it. So I had one of those and I was like, oh, I'm just going to send it to my gunsmith, let him do all this stuff, paint it while he's at it. And Wait, he's painting it? Mm-hmm. What color? Uh, I don't know. I haven't, he hasn't told me. I just told him to surprise me. Oh, that's great. So you're going to get dickleflage again. <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> Although on my AK, that would actually be okay. <laughs> <laughs> my AK is okay. Yeah, we did. Uh, so it turns out Sean and I have the exact same AK. We both bought them before they restricted the importation of Sega's. No, I think it was anything from Russia. I, yeah, I don't remember. My, uh, we both have the Kalashnikov USA, which is the converted Sega. Uh, oh, right. And right, it was right. like tacticaled out with a bunch of. Oh my God. It was so ugly. CAA hard, uh, yeah. Furniture. Ooh, really <laughs> crappy, gross stuff. So, right. We, so the $25 bargain bin yes. furniture and. Yeah. Yeah. So we took all that stuff off and then we wanted wood furniture, but it's crazy how hard it is to find like wood furniture where you're not paying an arm and a leg for. Yeah. We ended up getting they some. They can get really exotic. Yeah. Yeah. We got Yugo wood from, uh, Apex and. Refinished it and sanded it ourselves. Yeah, I did gray and you did like a, a reddish brown. Yeah. And you were able to make that fit? Yeah. yeah. They were, I don't remember specifically, but. I mean, it was, was a little bit of a pain in the ass, yeah. but we made it fit. Yeah. Was it the handguards or the stock? I uh, think it was the handguard. And the stock. Oh. Yeah. Okay. You probably needed like an adapter or something because the Yugo stuff gets really weird. Yeah, we, we did. So that was actually, it was pretty fun and I plan to have fun again with mine. I've actually been texting him a lot lately, like. Hey, what's up? He's like, oh yeah, uh, I'll finish it up soon. <laughs> Gosh, I right. hate that. Okay, Frank. Yeah, right. <laughs> Threaten to send it to me because I'll get it done in a week. Nice, nice. <laughs> I should have done that in the first place. Is that, so like, is that what you guys do? I don't really understand. I know you have the YouTube channel and occasionally your YouTube videos pop up and they're pretty funny, but like, do you have a, a store or like you mentioned your gunsmith? Sure. So we kind of opened up softly. You know, starting to build AKs. I think I've had my FFL for close to three years now, but we started just doing custom shop AK stuff like that. And we just actually released our first production gun, which is the, uh, the AKG 47, which we've been actually doing really well with that recently, better than, than expected. Cause like the first weekend, I think we sold five and I was like, what have I done? You know, this is, you know, uh oh, 
I might have to go back to college. This is <laughs> and uh, and things that thankfully have picked up a lot. And we we just took on our first time, uh, first full time employee, and uh, so things are really kind of growing. And we're hoping that as things continue to move forward with this stuff, that we can just keep getting bigger and bigger. And you know, evil plans to take over the AK industry. Nice. Yeah, I said Yugo. By the way, I meant Bulgarian wood is what we got. I was really wondering. I was thinking, like, how the hell did you get Yuko wood to fit on there? I was like, I was like, I thought that it was because we we did get like something Yugo, but I, I just looked it up because when you you planted that seed of doubt in me, and it was Bulgarian wood. And it yeah, was, okay, that makes a lot more sense. Yeah. So would that fit a it little should. bit better? Because there was still some things that we had to file and sand, yeah, and whatnot. That's just, I think, that's just AKs. Yeah, that's really kind of just wood too, because uh, a lot of that stuff, you know, if it just sits in a warehouse for 20 years, soaking up oil and whatever, it can kind of like start to expand a little bit. So you just have to like file it down to fit or something. But remember, hey, Sean, remember when you fucked up on your thing and then you had to do it all over again? And I was like already done with my AK and all the, you know, the wood furniture and you were like started from scratch again. <laughs> that's so funny. Yeah, it, it was. Yeah, it's so funny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't seem to find this as funny as you do. No, no, it was it was annoying, but you know, I I don't remember even what it was. I, I know the oh, color. No, I know what it was. You didn't let it dry all the way, and you tried to sand it, and oh, then you yeah, sanded it, just, it, and it just looked like donkey dick. Yeah, it just got gummed up. It looked like dong, like was, a, an AK dong. <laughs> <laughs> it was so bad. Yikes! It was so bad. But yeah, I mean, they were fun. I like. I can't wait to get mine back, just so I can go out and shoot it some more. And I, I'm having. I'm putting a dead air silencer muzzle device, a flash hider on the, on the front of it so I can shoot it suppressed and nice. It'll be fun, man. I'm, uh, I, I definitely like them most of the time. I guess I'll say most of the time. <laughs> most of the time. What are your thoughts on the Sistava rifles? So they have a tendency to be kind of hit or miss, uh, especially kind of, I guess the earlier commercial imports. Their military stuff is good to go, but what we get here is actually, I think from a completely different side of the factory. And so a lot of that stuff, they used to have issues with, I think, heat treat to some degree, and some of the coatings that they used weren't super great. But, I mean, all in all, they're, they're really fun guns, like especially the 92 PAPS and things like that. I mean, they're they're affordable, and they're they're fun. Mm-hmm. And then the IOs are, like, probably one of the best AKs, right? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I'm going <laughs> to try not to catch fire as I say that. Yeah, <laughs> they're, uh, they're pretty god-awful. Uh, yeah, uh, that's pretty much all I hear about that. Yeah. They made the mistake of uh, inviting me to their facility, I think, four years ago. Oh, I'm and, sure that uh, went well. It was a writers and buyers conference or whatever, and they, they wanted to have me down. And I told them flat out, I'm like, you don't want to do that. They're like, no, 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 we'll pay for your flight out, and we just want you to see how we do it here. I'm like, okay, well, I will do it. But I just want to let you guys know, I'm going to be honest about it. And I'm not going to do a hit piece, but I, I, I will be honest about what I think. It's like, that's all we want. That's all we want. Plot twist, that is not all they wanted. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> So that was that was a fun little experience. Their owner ended up threatening to sue me over the video, and oh, it, was, it was a whole ordeal. Dang, that, that's kind of nonsense. Hey, we're talking to Brandon Herrera. We're going to take a quick break. First off, are you guys following Hackett Equipment on Instagram? I am. Because if you're not, you should. I I agree. Actually, it's it's almost that time where they're going to come out with that new rifle bag. Is that coming up soon? Actually, less than a month. I am pretty excited about that because yeah. uh, I've been doing more long range shooting and I do want a rifle bag slash uh, shooting mat all in one. And uh, I do like theirs. It's comfortable. 
So I'm looking forward to that a lot. You can find out more about that and their other offerings, the Little Bertha, the Big Bertha, the EDC bag, all at HackettEquipment.com. And I think there's a coupon code. There's a coupon code. What is it? GunFunny20. That gets you 20% off. All right. Check them out. All right. We're back with Brandon. Why do you think there's such a disparity in the quality of AKs? I think I know what my opinion of the answer is, but I'd like to hear from someone who's actually in that world. Sure. Well, there's just such a variance of the different kinds of parts that you can use. And there's just so much that goes into the actual building of them. We're an AR-15. Not all that hard to build if you know what you're doing. You know, with an Allen key and a couple of hand tools, you can do it in an hour, mm-hmm. maybe less. But, oh, if you really know what you're doing, a friend of mine, I mean, would knock them out full builds from the ground up in 25 minutes. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, and one of the great things about it. Yeah, absolutely. I know I don't consider that a, a detractor from the platform at all. I think that's fantastic. The AK, however, in its current configuration, it is a day-long ordeal. It will take you several, several, several hours. If you're doing a lot of them at once, you know, you could, you can sort of streamline it, make it like an assembly line process, but it's, uh, it's very difficult to do. So a lot of people don't put the same craftsmanship into it, if that makes sense. And a lot of people want to, of course, the AK has a reputation for being a cheap rifle. So a lot of companies, especially in the U.S., are cutting corners on quality to deliver at that price point everybody's kind of expecting. And that makes a lot of sense. I was actually just looking at your AKG 47 and the price shocked me because it's, I mean, I was looking at the, the specs and the feature list and stuff like that. And, uh, on the website, it's 899, which for me, I think that it's pretty good. Yeah. I mean, it's gorgeous. That's, I'm sure it works well. Mm-hmm. Well, I appreciate it. That's, uh, that's, that's what we try to do. I'm not making a whole lot on those. It, it, it's really just kind of one of those. I wanted to put it out there because a lot of people ask me about, you know, what is the best like kind of entry level AK? And I was having a very difficult time giving an answer I was confident in. And so I'm like, you know what? Uh, let me, let me try my, let me throw my hat in the ring on this one and see if I can get something out there that, I mean, we don't even have enough margin to do dealers. So it's not something we can do at scale, but I, I definitely just wanted to throw it out there and say like, Hey, we can build quality. Like mm-hmm. we know how to do things right. Yeah. Which is pretty awesome. Especially when you said that how long it takes for this kind of stuff as well. And I'm sure you figure out efficiencies and kind of how to do them faster and, and better. And you create, you know, your own tool systems and all that stuff. But it, I mean, it does still take time. It's not a 25 minute ordeal, no matter how good you are at it. And I think one of the biggest things too, is that you also have to get the right people who know how to do it. Because I mean, being a good AK builder, there's such a wide variance between somebody who's built five AKs and somebody who's built 200 AKs. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's definitely, there's a craftsman element to it. <sighs> All right, we get it. We can't work for you. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> We're fired. Dang. Yeah, we are not good AK builders. That that is for sure. Yeah. Uh oh. Well, everybody can learn. Everybody can learn. <laughs> I just need an apron, an anvil, a hammer, and some method to create really hot fire. Or and you then... can just, or you can just do what I'm doing and just look really cute. What and how, yeah, well, what does not that all do? of us have that option? Yeah. What does that have to do with AKs? Okay, Brandon, Mister, you're probably prettier than me right now. Well, you don't have a camera. So. <laughs> <laughs> so is 545 dead? I personally don't think so, but I don't think it's necessarily running marathons either. <laughs> so explain uh, explain to the listeners kind of why people say that it might be. So people say 545 is dead because a couple of years ago, we used to be able to get a story of you know everybody's life. We used to be able to get really cheap ammo. Mm-hmm. But unfortunately, uh, there was a declaration by the ATF that the surplus 5.45 that they were shipping here for like 
14 cents a round was steel core armor piercing, which, I mean, to be fair, it was, but that's how they made all, all of their ammo. That was one of the big things that reasons why the, the round was so damn great is the, uh, the cheap military surplus stuff had a steel penetrator in it and a hollow nose that made it tumble when it hit a hard surface. So the round was just devastating and it was, it would fly straighter than 7.62 and, you know, more accurate, everything. So great round. But when the, ammo started drying up and you couldn't get the cheap surplus. Uh, it just stopped becoming readily available. You can still get it online in bulk, but you didn't see it as much. wasn't quite as cheap and the commercial stuff wasn't as good as the, uh, the surplus stuff. And so a lot of people are starting to turn to 5.56. There's some complications with an AK and 5.56 that I don't think the market is ready for. I mean, it can be done. Obviously, it's being done very well by a couple of people, but Certain the the availability of AK seventy four parts kits and uh, and different things the the amount of five four five rifles and parts that are out there now I think it's going to take several several years to fully see to five five six. Yeah, you mentioned the CMMG. What other five five six are are good out there? Uh, five five six uh, AKs. Oh, AKs. Uh, I think Arsenal makes a good one, which it's that's basically Arsenal Bulgaria. They, they do a 5.56. It's their SLR 106. That's a pretty good one. I like that one a lot. All right, cool. Hmm. All right, so tell us about some of your YouTube videos. The last video that I watched, uh, at the end, you were thanking somebody with a BJ. Oh, yeah, that yeah, was That yeah, was pretty cool. That. that was Chris. That was my best <laughs> All right. Uh, uh, yeah, that was... We, we've kind of... The YouTube has really kind of exploded out of nowhere recently, so we're trying to put a lot more effort into it. Mm-hmm. Back in November, I've had a channel for like four years. So it's just something I never really took seriously. But in November, we were at 18,000 subscribers. And in the last four months, it's gone from 18,000 to 65,000. Wow. With that kind of growth, we were just like, oh, shit, we should actually probably start taking it seriously. (laughs) Right. Seriously, but not seriously, because your your videos are really funny. Well, I appreciate that. At least somebody thinks so. Yeah. we, uh, yeah, I mean, that's, that was one of the things I think that helped us a lot too, is, uh, too many people on the internet take themselves too damn seriously. Uh-huh. I agree with we're, that. We're not afraid to show, you know, hey, we are professionals, but you can laugh. It's okay. Yeah. Yeah. Have fun. As your versus videos, do you think that's kind of what drove a lot of that growth? Uh, yeah, that's one of the ones. So there's like, we had four or five big spikes along with like kind of continuous growth, but two of those came from the two, you know, AR guys versus AK guys, which I'm surprised the AR guys are being such a good sport about, but we're that kind of comedy skit element thing. Yeah. I mean, it just kind of really started to work. So I I don't think there's any reason to stop considering there have been funny gun guys on the internet, but a lot of them stop. Yep. Rest in peace, Carnicon. Rest in peace, Carnicon. (laughs) So uh, tell us about that gold pap that we always see in the videos. Oh, so I did a, uh, I did a video with do it with Dan, the motorcycle guy. And, uh, I don't know if either of you guys know who he is, but well, he's, uh, he's, I don't know. He's, a, he's like the dickhead, right? Yeah. Yeah. He, he <laughs> has a big YouTube channel where he does motorcycle vlogs and shit like that. He's at like a million subs or something, but he, uh, he's a friend of mine and he had a pap that he wanted to do. He said, I just want the a cartel ass looking AK. And I'm like, okay, well, uh, I really don't like to do that but sure like it's just a lot of it's a lot of work and it was a lot yeah, of hassle and I after know. it was all done i told him uh hey bud like i love you never make me do that again wait so how did you achieve that 
all I my my end of things was pretty easy. All I had to do is rip it down and send it to the tin coder. But reassembly was really interesting because I'm pretty sure a lot of the part of the coding process might have annealed some of the pins. So we had pins that were starting to bend and buckle while we were trying to press it back together. Oh, and then gosh. you had to watch the finish. And it was it took about an hour to rip it down and it took it about seven hours to put it back together. Wow. Jeez. Yeah, that sounds awful. Yeah, but now I'm like, so we're looking at it online right now, and I'm like, oh, I kind of want one. Uh, just, yeah. I mean... I, I can recommend you about three other people that can do it. <laughs> <laughs> it's fun to look at. I don't know that I want it. No way. It's super, it's like super gangster. I mean, yeah, like Iraqi gangster. Yeah, yeah. I'm not going to lie. It was it was kind of neat. I, I, I didn't really care about it, and then I held one. I'm like, all right, okay. I get it. Did you just feel like you're more of a badass by holding it? There's certain guns, and I this is something horrible. You'd never want to have like an anti gunner here, but right. certain guns just make me feel violent. Okay. And that's one of them. <laughs> yeah, yeah that, you just feel like, man, I should just be. I want to go out to the street and just murk some people with this thing. Right. <laughs> obviously a joke. Obviously, <laughs> that's a joke. That's a joke. I'm gonna be a kingpin. That's yep. a, yeah. Trying like, to clean up the streets. You you held it and then like ten minutes later you were selling cocaine. It was so weird. <laughs> yeah, it's weird how that happened. Yeah, I know. I don't know. <laughs> that's how I feel about my high points. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, that's that's no, that's street level crack. Just, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's true. You're, well, I'm like, okay, cocaine's a little too high yeah. class for that. <laughs> I cut it with Tide. Just FYI. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't, I don't know. know. Somebody asked somebody wanted me to say, Why is Dan such a dick? Because he goes by doesn't he go by dickhead? Oh. Well, maybe, he used to. Oh, okay. Yeah, he he used to do it a lot more. I don't know if he stopped doing that, but I I still I literally. Had well, I guess now I just sound like a dick by calling him a dickhead. Yeah, I was like, wow, God, yeah. this is so embarrassing for me. <laughs> Tell us how you really feel. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I his bin with all his stuff on it on my shop was uh, labeled dickhead. So <laughs> that is pretty dang awesome. All right, man. So YouTube channel, you've got uh, FFL, and you're you're doing the AKG seventy fours. Uh, the AK-50, like what's what's on the horizon? What's coming up in the future for you guys? I got a lot of big projects that I've been trying to take on. It's just uh, it's it's time management is not my strong suit. So I, I take on the world at one time behind the scenes and then have to distill it down to three or four projects. But uh, we've, we've got a couple of things that I really, really, really am enthusiastic to do this summer that involved uh, one of the things that we we meant to do with the showing of the how the AK50 was put together and you know how we're designing it and everything how that works is to kind of try to inspire a lot of people who are in the same position that I was where you know they're young they got an idea the statistics show that you know when testosterone peaks at your early 20s late teens your creativity is at its highest hmm, and so a lot of people have a lot of good ideas they just don't have the knowledge yet or the skill set to do anything about it and so I, I wanted to kind of, I wanted to start some things where I can start taking on people that want to learn more about this sort of stuff and start sticking them onto projects where, you know, none of the big companies will hire people straight out of high school. You know, they want you to get six years with an engineering degree. They want you to have references and everything. And I just like come to me young and hungry and I will teach you how to do this stuff. Very nice. Yeah. So where can people find you? Uh, you can find me on Instagram at Real Brandon Herrera. I also uh, run the YouTube channel Brandon Herrera, and my company is the AK Guy. I'm going to change my Instagram name to the Real Ava Flannel. That's funny because I'm changing mine to Fake Brandon Herrera. <laughs> yeah, you know what? People made that joke. They're like, "Hey, well, where's the Fake Brandon Herrera?" Story was, I didn't want to do that, 
there was the the one guy who has the Brandon Herrera Instagram handle. I offered him like 500 bucks for it. And he's just like some nobody skater out in Canada with like 200 followers. And he's like, no, man, it's worth more than that. I'm like, are you kidding me? Oh, my God. You're like, it's my name, dude. (laughs) Also your name. If it's worth more than that, it's not because of you, pal. Yeah, Yeah. no kidding. (laughs) And also, you're really not getting any value out of it with 200 followers, bro. Yeah, he's like, no, no, no. This is where people notify me for like skateboarding lessons. I'm like, oh, oh geez. Geez. what, what, whatever. <laughs> oh, that's Kids pretty, these that's days. Good. Well, I, so he didn't realize the other part of the deal was that I roast him every time somebody asks. So you know, hey, hey, <laughs> that's what you get. That's what you get, Brandon Herrera. Yeah, yeah, it's part of the deal. Hey, wait, I, I don't even know who I was talking to at this point. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's awesome, man. And definitely, if if you're out there and you love AKs, go check out the uh, the ones that he does on his website. Pretty dang cool stuff, and the price. Yep, awesome the well. Yeah, I appreciate that, guys. Yeah, you gonna stick around for a bit, or you gotta run? No, I'm good to go. I allotted a little bit of time. Actually, funny enough, this morning uh, I woke up kind of late and was like horrified and jumped in the shower really quick. And I'm like, oh god, <laughs> I gotta be on in like 15 minutes. Da da da. Okay. And you sent me that message like, oh no no, we'll do it a little later. I'm like, oh thank god. <laughs> so my days, my days pretty open. All right, perfect timing. Uh, let's uh, go ahead and move on further into the show. But before we do. We're going to talk about Q. See how I did before we do Q. I made it rhyme. That's so cool. Just in time. Yeah. So I was on their website and I saw they are giving away a free silencer. Okay, I'll take it. In order to enter, though, you just have to purchase a mystery shirt before April 1st. And then they're going to draw a lucky winner. What's a mystery shirt? I think it's a mystery. Hmm. I mean, that would be in the name. But what if it's just one of those ironic names? I don't know. I don't know either. Brandon. We don't we don't have a ton of detail about it. <laughs> Brandon, do you know? I do not know. Um, nobody trusts me with any sort of information because <laughs> I do a lot out of podcasts and I'm not very good at having a filter. <laughs> I love it. Dang, we have so much in common. <laughs> yeah. All right. So livecureorddie.com. Yep. And uh, go ahead and buy a shirt and that gets you entered into a, uh, I think it's a raffle or something that they're going to do where they'll draw a lucky winner to win a silencer. Very cool. All yeah. right. And they also sponsor our segment. Mm-hmm. Knowledge Bomb. Dropping wisdom. Slinging truth. Prepare yourself for Knowledge Bomb. All right. So this is, it's phrased a little weird, but it says, uh, in athletics, if you move as the gun sounds, you have considered having false started as the human brain cannot hear and process the noise of the starting gun in under 10 seconds. Uh, a tenth of a second. Oh, a tenth. Sorry. Yeah. Tenth of a second. Yeah. And I was thinking, so I, I did look this up and I was, I was like, yeah, I guess that kind of makes sense. If they start before that tenth of a second, then clearly they were just anticipating and got lucky and it would be unfair and they do that. But then I was thinking, you hear a lot uh, in self-defense situations or like mass killers, things like that, that people, they, they don't quite understand what's going on. They hear a noise, that noise is foreign. It takes time for them to A, hear the noise, B, process the noise, and then C, figure out that what it actually is and then D, react upon that. And it's just kind of funny that a tenth of a second to hear it and then who knows how long to process it and kind of just move forward with things. I, I thought that was an interesting thought. And I've heard people talk about it, but just to kind of see that fact, a tenth of a second, that's mm-hmm. kind of crazy. Yeah. 
All right. Next is in 2000, a man from Houston, Texas killed himself while playing Russian roulette with a semi-automatic weapon. He did not realize that this type of weapon automatically chambered around when the gun is cocked. He later won a Darwin Award. But here's my question. How does he, so now he, like, it was, it was a posthumous Darwin Award. Well, yeah. Wait, what was your question? Oh, I was just like, how did they know he didn't realize this? I don't know. I'm like, how do you know it just wasn't a, a suicide? Like, I maybe he was with friends and he's like, yo, dog, check out this Russian roulette. It's and good. then and then maybe he like he elbowed somebody was like, don't worry, we good, you know, yeah. or something. Don't worry. I only loaded one. And yeah. out of 17, we've got pretty good chances. Is the world actually missing anything, though? No, yeah, no, no. That's the Darwin Awards are pretty great. It's yeah. uh, they commemorate those who improve our gene pool by removing themselves from it in the most spectacular way possible. And in 2000, this was an actually a, a pretty good one. So sorry. It got to us him. where we are today. <laughs> it really did. Sorry to him. But I guess that means that we're going to talk about, you know, actually though, as I read this, cause they don't realize that it automatically chambers around when this, the- this is actually a very common question that I get in my basic pistol classes from students. Cause they think that they have to cock back the, or they have to rack the slide every time. Uh, so I could actually kind of understand to a degree because believe it or not, this is a, a fairly common mistake that people make. Makes sense. Cause I guess if you don't rack the slide, you're going to win uh Russian roulette every time, right? Cause nothing will ever happen. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. know. Makes All right. Sense. So before we talk about Matador Arms, I can't help but just realize how tired we all sound and how out of it. And I think it's because of the time change. I think mine's because I got too much sun yesterday. Oh, yeah, you did. Yeah. Yeah. You had that. You Like, it looked like you were wearing sunglasses, but... Uh, it was... A lot of that was windburn, man. The wind was just intense. And being outside in the for sun me, and the wind. For me, I think it's because I woke up really early to work out, then I taught a class, and now I'm here. Yeah. Brandon, what's yours? I thought I thought I was full of youthful enthusiasm, but okay. It's <laughs> <laughs> uh, a weird flex. <laughs> I'm like, hey, Brandon, you sound like you sound tired, and you look like shit. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Well, you know what? I've, I've been called worse, so I'm okay. <laughs> it's like when ev- take me. I'll I'll cry it out. I'll cry it out later. It's gonna be fine. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. It's like every time somebody sees me, and they're like, "Oh, you look tired," and I'm like, "Cool, just." I look like shit. That's what you're saying. Right. Cool. Right on. <laughs> How am I supposed to take that? Maybe punching you in the face was the wrong reaction, but I don't know what you expected. Hmm. I'm just like, am I still skinny though? <laughs> All right. Matador arms. <laughs> uh, they're sidewinder. Yes. It is a folding stock. We've adapter. been using it now for a little while. Well, you have because you stole it from me. I have it on my XTAR EXP. Yep. And, uh, it's held, it's holding up nicely. You can, Fold it right. You can fold it left. It doesn't really matter which way you fold it because either way you can fold it. Yeah. You got to know when to fold it. Yeah. Know when to hold it. Know when to walk away. Know when to run. Yeah, exactly. You never count your money when you're sitting at the table. There'll be time enough for counting when the deal is done. Okay. <laughs> but it is. <laughs> Do you cool. know the verses? <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, it's pretty dang cool. So check them out. Matadorarms.com. And what is this run? Like 140-ish? Yeah, I think it's like one forty nine ninety nine. I believe so. But but if you use the code GUNFUNNY10, that gets you 10% off. What, what? MatadorArms.com. And they actually sponsor our, our prank call segment. Ava, you have not heard this prank call. 
Yeah, because, well, we were running late, and so I was like, Sean, you need to make a prank call. We're, we're recording. So while I was teaching, uh, apparently Sean was busy doing prank calls. That's real cute. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was real great. I felt like a fucking winner in here. <laughs> prank calling gun stores at 8 in the morning on a Saturday. It, while you're 45 years old. <laughs> you kind of have that self-awareness in that moment. What Ex- we do for exactly. <laughs> it's time for Prank Calls with Malcolm and Gertrude. Honey! Uh, yes, hello. Uh, I was looking for some information on uh, self-defense and firearms. Uh, I have a stalker, and I'm just always feeling at risk. Okay. What do you? What, do you, what kind of information are you looking for? I'm looking for someone to train me to just, you know, to be okay if the stalker tries to hurt me or something like that. You know, <laughs> if I was 20 years younger, it wouldn't be a problem. But now I got to resort to this. Uh, well, we we offer a couple of different uh, handgun classes. Uh, they're mainly for for carry gun type stuff. Um, but as far as that, uh, I couldn't really tell you. I couldn't really point you in any direction. Oh yeah, I'm, that's kind of what I'm looking for. Is just honestly, just to be able to defend myself from the stalker that's always at. Okay. Sure. Um, yeah, we, we offer a couple of different classes, and they're generally first, uh, it's like the third Sunday of every month, and depending on which one you go to, they're in between 45. I think they're both 45, but if you take them both together, they're like 60 bucks. Yeah, okay, that sounds pretty good. Now, again, if I was 20 years younger, it wouldn't even be a deal. This young lady would, I would just, you know, we would we would do the thing, but... I just I'm too old for what she's trying to do, and I just need some self defense. Okay, yeah, that's uh, that's a good way to start. Okay, that sounds pretty good. Is that where where would I sign up on a website or something like that? No, sir. You just come in, and we'll there's some paperwork we we basically walk you through, and that's about it. Oh, uh, thank God, because with the computers, they just they're too much for me. So if I was 20 years younger, they would be fine, but I'm not. So <laughs> yeah, sure. Okay, thank you very much. I appreciate. No it. problem. Goodbye. Bye. Uh, Malcolm has a, a female stalker that just wants to get down. Yeah, that's kind of what I got. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, you know, that guy held a straight face so well. Oh, they all do. Oh, they and all, they're all yeah. so nice. It's, yeah. it, it, uh, it just shows what awful people we are. This is actually. why gun store clerks die young. <laughs> <laughs> yes, man. I can't even imagine. Uh, just hearing the phone calls that Ava gets, I'm just like, oh, okay, well, no, I never want It gives us ideas for all of our prank calls. <laughs> it does. The last two weeks have literally been calls that you got. Yeah. And then we uh, we just recreated and reenacted them. Yep. <laughs> so dumb. Mm-hmm. I love it, though. All right. Polymer 80. They just came out with a new uh, pistol conversion kit. The Kaidon. It's so cool. Yeah. It's, uh, I don't know. It's like a, uh, a it's chassis like the, for your handgun. Yeah. It's like the Roni. Yeah. But this is a little bit different because regardless of the handgun that you have, if you buy different adapters, which they sell online, they're $30 each. You could fit the kite on for most of the pistols that you have. Yeah, you wanted it on on your Glock. That's cool. You, you buy that insert for your You Glock. want it on your Springfield. Okay, no one wants it on their Springfield because how would you know where to grip it? <laughs> oh, yeah, there's no grip zone. Exactly. Yeah, you're right. Exactly. But I'm just looking you at You want it on your ones. Beretta? Yeah, the 19s, We got you. 17s. I don't know what any of these numbers actually well, mean. Well, so you got to click on it. Uh-huh. Click on the adapter. Okay. And then it tells you. Oh, so yeah, like the oh, SIGs. Look. Yeah, the SIG, the uh, P250, the P320. Just don't drop that one. You know, uh, you know what this is actually going to force me to do? What? It's going to force me to get like one of these just so I can, I don't know, just because I want to be cool. Oh, I'm already getting one. Yeah. I, yeah, it's like on its way. All right. That's pretty awesome. I mean, I'm not going to share, but 
No, I mean, why would you? Oh, and you know what also is really cool about this? Okay, so you get the conversion kit, or the, the pistol conversion thing, the Kaidon, mm-hmm. but then you could also put your own brace on there. And guess what you could put? The Sidewinder. Yeah. yeah. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, that's why I'm here. That's pretty cool. They do sell the Shockwave, that pistol blade, my, whatever. My least favorite brace, actually. Yeah, I, I would put the SBA3 on that bad boy right there. Yeah. This is definitely really cool though. The Kaidon is sold right now. It's on sale on the website for $95.99 and then the additional adapters are $30. Yeah. It's, it's cool though because the Roni, I think is a little, it is less expensive, but it only works on Glocks. Yeah. Brandon, have you ever used any of these? Like, do you have any thoughts on the whole kind of, I don't, I don't even know what you call them. Like these, it's. Making, I guess, a pistol caliber carbine conversion. Yeah, Mm -hmm. maybe. Yeah, Yeah, but you get to use your actual pistol as the firing system. I think it's a neat concept. Uh, My thing is, I I don't have any handguns that I can feel comfortable parting with, so they can go on my license, so I can convert them to full auto. Because (laughs) I do not really want a sem- uh, semi-auto pistol caliber carbine, like little SBR length thing. And I just, the temptation is going to be there. I know myself too well. So that is a good point. I got to wait. I got to wait till I get one of those on the books. <laughs> All right. I love it. So you can check them out. Polymer80.com. And I think that if you wanted to save money on it, you probably could using a coupon code. Gun funny. Yeah. That, that 10% joke. off. Joke never gets old to me. Tactic talk. Discussing popular guns and gear. Love it? Hate it? Find out now. Brandon, before we had you on the show, I reached out to you and I asked if there was any gear that you wanted to talk about, and you mentioned full conceal. Because why not? Yeah, exactly. Well, you were like, do I have to love it? And I was like, no, absolutely not. Like, If you want to talk about a product that you don't like, then absolutely we could talk about that. And, uh, I gotta say, like, the feeling is mutual. I'm not a big fan of the full conceal gun anyway, either. Which, for I people th- that don't know what that is, it's basically a folding Glock. Yeah. I just wish someone could tell me why. Like, what, what, what is it for? Like, what is the use case? That's all I really want to know. You could put it in your pocket or your bag, and it takes up less room because it's folded. <laughs> I, I but don't remember, think I know a single guy under 300 pounds that could actually comfortably put that in his pocket. Dude, right? Yeah. A massive, you know, look like he's carrying a sunglasses case in his, in his left yeah. Uh, sleeve. Yeah. Like, dude, what's in your pocket? It's a medium Domino's pizza. Shut the hell up. <laughs> yeah. I got a big computer, okay? <laughs> so what amazes me is just how many people, I guess, you know, uh, quote unquote influencers this company has gotten for them to promote their products. And it kind of like makes me lose a little bit of respect for the people that are promoting these products. Yeah. It's, it's because their margin looks like it's pretty good. I mean, they, it, they would have to be doing business very, very wrong if their margin wasn't amazing on the prices that they're charging. Mm-hmm. Uh, they just have so much money to be able to throw at social media influence. And from what I hear, they're, they're actually pretty generous. So, it's it's kind of dangerous to get caught in that trap, you know? Yeah, like I I, I kind of want to review one, but the chances of me getting one are probably fairly slim. I've seen some videos and people are like comparing it to a Glock, you know, drawing and, and firing 10 rounds and then a reload and firing 10 more rounds and like putting it on the clock. The ones I've seen, there it's like the worst infomercial ever. Like, you know, the white dude that can't eat pasta and like spills it all over <laughs> everything. That's kind of what it is. I'm like, well, that was a shitty draw. 
awful technique. Like this is not a realistic test. Yeah. I look at their media page and I see a lot of big names and stuff like that. I just can't figure out like, I'll be fair to it. I've held one in our hands. I mean, we've played around with it at SHOT Show. And yeah. I, I remember like the first year that they came out and we were checking them out. I could not fuck it. I couldn't extend the stupid thing to save my life. Remember that? Mm-hmm. So I'm Literally. like, I, I'm just, yeah. And I would never endorse something like this where people are, if they're concealing it, they're using it for protection. And if they like, it's, it, you might as well just not keep one loaded in a chamber. Here's what I'm really worried about. And I, I actually didn't put this thought together until recently, but the kinds of people that they're marketing these towards are not the serious shooters because the serious mm-hmm. shooters are making fun of it. Yeah. They're marketing this toward the people who like cool stuff and don't know any better, mm-hmm. which is a million times more dangerous because the one demographic they're actually resonating with are the demographic that will carry this and will not train with it. Yeah, absolutely. That's a great point. It's so true. And it, like, uh, I'm looking at recoil right now, a pretty positive article, which is annoying. And they're showing someone pull it out of a cargo pocket. Well, guess what? You could put that gun in a holster in that cargo pocket like already. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I I want to be fair to it. But at the same time, I still can't think of a use case for it. And yeah. I'm not saying everything has to have a use. Like some things that are just fun and that's cool. But I don't even understand why this is fun or cool. And I'm, I'm trying to. I'm genuinely trying to. I just can't get there. Yeah. Plus, they're really trying to push the use on it. They're like, oh, no, no. This is practical. Like, uh, is it? Is it though? Yeah. I. I Again, I want to. I just I don't get it. Well, wow, that's See, a- they, well. They had reached out to me about doing some stuff with them, and I told them the one condition is, you know, I I'll, I'll do one. Sure. I mean, like I I don't have any problem with it, but I will not take it seriously. Like I want you guys to know up front, I'm going to make fun of it. I'm not going to like rip on your company or anything, or like really make it mean. But I'm not going to endorse it. I'll make mm-hmm. a funny video about one, mm-hmm. but I'm not going to endorse it. And I haven't heard back. I'm I'm just thinking like all the ways what that could go like. Do you have an insulin pump and a colostomy bag and three other medical conditions that prevent you from appendix carrying? <laughs> well, then do we have a product for you. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's funky, man. I, I, and my favorite part is the price tag, 1400 bucks. Oh, I know. Like, get the fuck out of here. Again, I, I want, I want to understand and I try to look I at it. I don't think, like, wait, is it 1400? I thought it was like a thousand. Guns.com, the article I was just looking at, 1399 bucks. Oh, uh, maybe. I think it for a thousand, you can do a conversion. Uh, Still, I mean, really overpriced. I, I see people doing conversions where they cut their guns in half all the time. <laughs> right. Yeah. Benchmade just did a couple, actually. Yeah, <laughs> they did, actually. I wonder if they were making, like, full conceals. I don't know, maybe. <laughs> yeah, that's really what they should have. They, they should have just said, said that this whole time. Yeah, we were helping them make full conceals, and everyone <laughs> would have been like, yay! Uh, Anyways, uh, guys, if you're listening, if you're in the industry, stop endorsing shitty products. Do everyone a favor. Or if you, if you're going to like review it, actually review it. Don't, yeah. Don't take the money and run. It's like, it seriously disgusts me. I mean, it's one thing. All right, cool. If you're going to get paid, but like, don't, don't do it. Don't endorse it because you're getting paid. And I've only seen actually a couple, uh, people like content creators, uh, in our peer group do it, but they were not good videos. They were, they were really annoyingly bad and. Fake is is the word I guess I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. You can feel it too. It's like there's somebody ten feet off camera with a rifle to his head. Like, yeah, they just don't feel comfortable. Exactly. Yep. It's like they know that as soon as I put this up, people are gonna know. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I don't know. But I had to pay my bills. Exactly. Well, I'm still gonna try to get one in and, and take a look at it just so I can try to formulate an opinion on my own. I just, I, 
you know, trying to think of it out of the abstract of what, what it actually is and how I might use it in my daily life. I, I can't come up with anything. All right. Facebook reviews. Yeah, let's do that. All right. So Facebook and iTunes, if you want to leave us a review, go to facebook.com slash gunfunny or iTunes, just download it, search for gunfunny, type in your username or password, then you can leave a review and then it takes like 24 to 48 hours for them to approve your review. So, but we would actually really appreciate it if you do leave us one. I know it's a pain in the butt. Maybe, uh, if they prove to us that they did it, maybe we'll send them a sticker or something. Yeah. All right. So yeah, if you leave us an iTunes review, a new iTunes review going forward, uh, from this day on. Which, Let us know and we'll yeah. send you a sticker. Exactly. All right. So first up, Larry C. recommended five stars because they don't have 10. This podcast is absolutely great with deconstructing the industry. You learn about new and old companies with ties to the gun industry. These are great interviews and they last as long as they need to, to be as they need to be to get the information out there. Their prank call segment is hilarious and always makes me laugh. Too bad Ava doesn't do more. Sean should get an Emmy for his calls. Uh, I love the information and the format in which the show is done in. I have listened to all the shows and even had to download because the crappy iTunes didn't show old versions for a while. I anxiously await each new show that comes out. If you like the old, we like shooting podcast when Lil was on, you'll like the shows. It reminds me of those days. Hate to say it, but I don't listen to WLS like I used to, but this show takes its place. <laughs> Weird flex. <laughs> but just remember you should, you should, uh, you deserve an Emmy. So yeah, just no. keep that in mind. Don't get mad. Don't get mad. Oh, I'm not. He mad. I was just imagining his eyebrow expression just kind of moving as uh, he was reading that paragraph. Oh, right. <laughs> I read it before. Uh, this is a listener that's listened to WLS for a long time. Uh, when his family was going through some tough stuff, I used to check in with them on a pretty regular basis and make sure everything is okay. And that's how I get repaid. Wow, that's you cool. really want that <laughs> Emmy. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, Christopher D. Recommended. They bring a lot of useful information to the general public to understand. Cool. Shorten to the point. Cool. Nate L recommended wonderfully different and not a gun bunny, but a good take on what's what, what's cool and what's up. Definitely recommend. Man, I can't believe I actually read that. That was, that was hard to read. No, right. What's what, what's cool and what's up. I like it. All right. So we're going to send somebody a prize pack. Brandon, pick a winner out of those three. Oh, Jesus. Um, I'm going to pick the, the first guy just because that, uh, or wait, who, which one was the one that made Sean uncomfortable? Uh, yeah, the first was, one. Yep. Yeah. Larry. Okay. Yeah. Definitely first guy. All right. Cool. All right, perfect. I, I like it. There you go. Let's start to wrap this thing up. All right, guys. So if you want to find us, just go to gunfunny.com. We have links to everything, all the social media. We also have uh, a little tab now that says support us, mm -hmm. uh, lots of affiliate links. So if you guys are going to go shopping, you know, like Brownells, Palmetto, Cabela's, you name it, we pretty much have affiliate links for. It's a great way to support the show because we get a percentage of those sales um, and we greatly appreciate it. If you also want to support the show, think about becoming a Patreon. We, uh, just even a dollar gets access, gets you access to our patron only Facebook page, which we're always having a lot of fun. Uh, it's fairly inappropriate. It's a good time. And, uh, depending on your level of donation, you can get some of the giveaways and all kinds of stuff. But because you guys support the show, it allows us things like an editor. So if you've noticed that the show sounds better, it's because of Kenny Ortega, our editor and producer. Yeah. Well, is he? Yeah. He uploads the show. That's a production job. Oh, okay. Yeah. So he's our editor and our producer. Wow. Dang. And it's all because of our Patreons. And we also have some $25 Patreons. And these are people that give 25 bucks a month or more. And that list is... Corbin Bonafide. Iraq Veteran 8888. Charger Arms. Brian Morrison. John Snow. Kevin Brittingham. Nathan Keck. And Michael Alexiu. And our king of the Patreon is, is the person that donates the most money. 
and that is two A jewels. Yep, you could take that crown if you would like. Although his is probably more diamond studded than yours would be. Uh, but two A jewels is a—they uh, are a cool company, and they are making really cool products. Uh, you can take them out for seventy-six bucks a month, but. If you do, you get a t-shirt like they do and Charger Arms does before them. And we'll say whatever you want. In this case, uh, I just wanted to add that I talked to John from 2A Jewels. He shared with me some of the new jewelry that he's going to be launching at the NRA annual meetings. And uh, I'm pretty excited. I'm excited about it. So if you guys are going to NRA annual meeting uh, in Indiana, definitely check out his booth. That's 2A Jewels. Yep. Awesome. And uh, patreon.com slash gunfunny to become a Patreon. Brandon, thanks again for being here. It was, it was awesome, man. Awesome. Thank you guys so much for having me. It's uh, it's a lot of fun. It's glad I was finally able to come on. All right. Love it. Ava, you got anything else? Uh, Yeah. One last thing. If you guys want to win a tack pack, which we're starting to give away every month, go to gunfunny.com forward slash TP mm-hmm. and just put your name, email address. We're going to draw a winner at the end of the month. And then if you guys are interested in checking out their boxes, just go to tackpack.com, use the code gunfunny, and that gets you a free SOG tool. Very cool. All right. We'll talk to you all next week. Want to send feedback? Suggest a place to prank call? Tell us about a company or anything else. Go to gunfunny.com forward slash contact.